You're listening to the Decluttered Mom Podcast, a podcast built specifically for busy moms by a busy mom. I'm your host, Diana Renee. And in 2017, I had my second daughter and it felt like I was literally drowning in my home. Okay, not literally, but I felt like I couldn't breathe with all of the stuff surrounding me. Over the next 10 months, I got rid of approximately 70% of our household belongings, and I have never looked back. I kind of feel like I hacked the mom system, and I'm here to share all the tips, tricks, and encouragement. Let's listen to today's show. Hey, you guys, I am really excited because today is the start of a three-part series all about back to school tips for busy moms. So if you you might already be back to school, your kids might already be back to school or they may be soon and you're just like, oh, there's so much to do and there's so much to think about and it's overwhelming and I get it. Um, so I am here to give you a bunch, a bunch of tips about things that you can do to just make things a little bit easier, streamline things a little bit, organize things a little bit, just make it so that the franticness and like you can just feel less frazzled throughout the school year. You can take a deep breath and you can remind yourself that everything's going to be okay because we are going to implement these systems and is going to make the chaotic parts of going back to school just a little bit easier. If you've already been back in school, I know like every single area seems to have different like times that they're in school or calendars. Like I know uh, in Colorado, we go back a lot sooner, but we also get out a lot sooner than like back in Michigan where I grew up. And some areas do year round. So maybe you've already been back in school um, for the last month. It doesn't really matter. All of these things can help you at any point in school. It's just when we are um, going into the fall season, that tends to be when most schools are going back to school. And so it's just a really good time to touch on these things. Uh, And if you're not doing any of them, see if they help. Uh, You don't have to do all of them. You don't have to do any of them if you don't want to. But just remember that even doing one of these tips, and I think I don't, I didn't count how many there are. I think there's like close to 20 over the uh, three episodes. Even if you just take action on one or two of them, they are going to help you a lot. So you don't have to try and implement everything all at once. You probably don't want to implement everything all at once. That might overwhelm you even more. Pick the one, like maybe pick one from each episode of the three-part series and decide to implement that, and then you can go from there. Also, just to make things a little bit more fun throughout this three-part, oh my gosh, I can't talk, three-part series... (laughs) Uh, we wanted to do a giveaway. So basically it's going to be, um, we're going to do one random winner to get $300 for back to school things, whether that is necessities like school supplies that you have to buy, or maybe it's clothes or new shoes, or even just gas money to take them to and from school or for lunch money, whatever you want to use it on, you can use it on. Um, it's going to be totally at random drawn. So it's not like whoever does the best in this giveaway. It's just random. Um, And you're able to enter three different times. So I don't want to go into all of the details on how to enter here, but if you look in the show notes, it'll have a form that has all of the information. Um, And all of the ways to enter are super, super simple, like take a minute or less. So it's nothing time consuming. So definitely be sure to enter each week um, so that you have three chances at this giveaway. 
Before we jump into the tips, can you tell I finally have a new microphone? The sound is so much better um, and it was so bad for so long. So if you have stuck with me through this podcast, through the terrible audio, because it's all my fault, um, the the I used to have a mic and it worked for like two episodes and then it broke. Um, and I just have not gotten a new one since then. Like it's been on my to-do list, but it has not been a priority and it probably should have been because now that I have this new microphone, I'm like, oh my gosh, the difference in audio quality is crazy. I am sure my podcast editor is very happy with me right now. It's probably less work for him also, (laughs) but let's jump into part one of the back to school tips. Okay. So Again, I know I said this before, but these can even help you if your kids are already back in school. So the very first tip uh, is to batch lunch notes. And what I mean by that is to um, write an entire semester's worth of lunch notes for your kids in one sitting. And if that sounds crazy overwhelming, I know I understand why. Because when you are in the morning and you are trying to get lunch ready and you are uh, frazzled because there is so much that needs to get done and you guys are really close to running late, the idea of writing a lunch note to even remember in the first place, but then to like think of something to say and make sure that, you know, whatever, it looks cute or your kid will like it, whatever your concerns are. It just, it can feel a little overwhelming if I say, okay, now go sit down and do an entire semester's worth. But this is the thing. I have found that when I am getting my kids' lunches ready, um, and I actually do it the night before, which I'll talk about later in this episode, but um, when I'm getting their lunches ready, if I have to like stop and get the notes out and think of something to write and write it and then put it in their lunch and remember to do that, like that feels overwhelming to me. That feels like a really big task um, just because it's an it's another thing you have to do, right? And then it kind of starts to take away some of the the sentiment behind it too, because we're writing lunch notes to make our kids happy, to give them a little bit of a smile. Um, if they're nervous about school, it's a good way to like have that little bit of a connection to them halfway through their day. Um, my oldest is going into fourth grade, so who knows how long she will appreciate lunch notes, but hopefully a long time. Um, both of my kids will uh, like hang some of theirs up in their lockers and they like talk about them and they like when they get in the car after school they're like mom that joke was so funny and like they 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 mean something to them and I want to continue to do it every single day that they're in school um and when I used to just do it every time I would pack their lunch it just be it started to become more of like a frustrating task I had to do instead of something that like I wanted to do as an intention um, as a mom to show my love for my kids while they are at school and maybe uh, feeling sad or nervous or just missing mom. And so um, doing lunch notes is just something that's really important to me. If like lunch notes are like whatever to you or if your kids are like, mom, that's dumb. Like, You don't have to do lunch notes, but if you are someone who puts notes in your kids' lunch boxes, then this is a really good way to do it. So what I do is I go on Amazon um, and I just type in, I don't have any links for you guys because I swear they change all the time and there are always new ones. Like even now this year, I just ordered mine for this year. Um, 
there were so many more options than even a year ago. And there's like three or four years ago, there's like no options. There's like one or two. So this is something that I think is just becoming more common and there are more more options for you, which is really nice because then you can actually personalize that aspect of it a little bit to your kids too. So when I say go on Amazon, you can just type in like funny lunch notes or cute lunch notes or motivational lunch notes. Um, anything that you can think of that your kid might like, like, does your kid prefer funny jokes or do they prefer like an encouraging type quote? Um, and you can do, there are some that have mix, like mixes of that also, like big packs of different types. I usually order two. I, I usually order like motivational kids quotes, lunch notes. Like that's what I'll, what I'll type in. And then I also will do like funny kid joke lunch notes. Um, and so I'll order them on Amazon. They're usually under $10 for like a huge pack of just really small, like I would say like business card size, um, or a little bit bigger notes that come on like card stock. And then you can personalize them by writing something on the back. And so what I do is I pick a show that I have been wanting to watch for a while. Um, and I make it into like a batching lunch notes, enjoyable evening. So it's got to be a show that you have, you don't have to pay like super close attention to. Like I prefer like reality type shows while I'm doing these because you can kind of like check in and out as you are sitting there writing. But um, I don't put their names on it. So what I do is I have this pile in front of me from Amazon. I have my show on. Um, I get something that I want to drink or a snack or something like that. Like I try to make it into like an enjoyable thing. I get my heating pad on, my comfy blanket. Um, and then I just sit there for the next hour and I write and I don't put their name because that way the day of, I can kind of like pick one and just grab one and then just put their name on top. Um, that way I'm not like constantly looking for one of their names in the basket that I have them in. I just can write their name and that's all I have to do at the top. Um, so I just write little things, right? I just write like, I hope your day is going well. I can't wait to see you at driveline after school or, um, be kind. What is something kind that you can do for a friend today? Or, um, remember your favorite part of, of today to tell me when you get home. So I just write like little things like that. And I absolutely repeat them because if I had to come up with that many like unique things, that would be hard. Sometimes it's honestly just as easy as I love you so much. XOXO. It doesn't have to be like something really like poetic or insane. It just is something that your kids see that mom like made an effort to like connect with me while I'm at school. And so, um, I do that and I write as many (laughs) as I can. Um, my goal is to write an entire semester's worth. So for the full, fall semester between August and uh, the end of December. That way I have lunch notes available to me and I put them in a little basket and I put them in the kitchen cabinet right next to all of their lunch stuff. So where I keep their um, their lunch boxes, the, the little like organizing containers I put the food in that go in the lunch boxes, the little food picks, all of those things I have in one specific cabinet in my kitchen. It's like my, basically like my lunch cabinet. And so that way when I make their lunches, I can just grab one, write their name on top and throw it in the lunchbox. And so it's a, 
um, streamlined way that you can still be very intentional and purposeful with your kids as you are doing lunch notes. Sometimes I don't use those. I always leave a bunch of empty ones too. But again, you guys, these packs you get off Amazon, you get a lot of them in there. Um, you, I, I leave a bunch empty that way or not written on that way. If they're going through something specific, maybe they're going through a really tough time with a friend or they're really nervous about an exam that they have or something like that, I can write something personalized. It's like encouraging to them about that specific situation um, if something is going on with them. And so I always have those blank ones that I can use if I need to throughout the year. The next tip is going to be very helpful for you in the mornings. And you guys, I am not good with naming things. Like I really need to start using like chat GPT or something to to create better names for the systems I have in my home because this next tip is all about my hair stuff basket, which that's a really catchy name, right? <laughs> I need to come up with better options here. Let me know in Instagram DMs if you have any better ideas than than hair stuff basket. So <laughs> well, I do. Um, I used to keep a basket. So this could be a basket or it could be a drawer. Now in this, in this house, we moved last year. So when we moved into this house, I was obsessed with how many drawers are in the kitchen because in our old house, if you've been following along for any point of time, my old house drove me insane with the lack of drawers in the kitchen and in the bathrooms. There were no drawers in any bathroom, which drove me nuts. But in this house, there are a lot of drawers, which I love because I think drawers can really be an excellent organizational tool. So I have in this house a drawer that has um, hairbrushes. It also has bows, like hair bows. It has hair ties. It has hair clips. It has barrettes. It's basically everything that we need for their hair before school. And so this is the same for boys or girls for, you know, whatever you need to do with their hair you have in this basket or in this drawer. So in my old house, um, and I did not have a drawer. And so I just had a basket that I kept um, right near. I kept it in the kitchen in the cabinet um, right near where they would eat breakfast every day for school. So the idea is that everything is there and you're not running around the house trying to find the basket. Oh, shoot. Where did that hair bow go? I know they wanted to wear it today. Now I can't find it. Or this hair tie broke. I need a new one. You have to run all the way upstairs to go get it. Like anytime we can find little things that will cut out work <laughs> or extra steps in the mornings we want to do, right? So that is what I do. I have it there. And that way we have everything ready to go in the morning. They sit down and they eat breakfast and I do their hair while they are eating breakfast so that they are distracted because my oldest doesn't really care. She's like, whatever, you can do whatever to my hair. Um, my youngest, however, on the other hand is very like, don't, she doesn't like her hair brushed. She doesn't like, she, it just like, she doesn't like getting her hair done. She wants fancy hairstyles, but she doesn't want to sit through the process. So, um, I can relate. I think I'm kind of like that too. It's like every time I go to get my hair cut, I'm like, I don't, I want to get my hair cut. I don't want to sit here and go through the whole process. So, um, I get it, but just having that basket or drawer, um, is really helpful in the morning because you know where everything is. It just makes it easier. You can see when things need to be refilled. So if you're only down till your last 
dress for hair ties, you probably know you need to order some new hair ties so that that doesn't become an issue. Another thing that I keep in this drawer, um, and it's in the kitchen, but, um, I also keep a uh, spray that I spray on their hair before they walk out. And it's by, I think, Fairy Tales is the name. It's basically like a lice prevention spray. I think it has rosemary and maybe tea tree oil, but don't quote me on that because I, I'm not, I'm just trying to remember off my, off a picture in my brain. <laughs> this spray, I am like, I, oh gosh, I dealt with lice as a kid twice and it like, I, it, I, like, my whole body, I can like feel is like, oh, like I feel something's crawling on me right now. Just even remembering it. I hated the experience. I don't think anybody enjoys a lice experience, but I just, it was something that, oh, I hated so much. And so I spray this in their hair every morning, right before they walk out the door and it's supposed to repel lice. So who knows if it actually does, I could have been wasting my money all these years, but they knock on wood have not gotten lice yet. Um, so I am going to keep, keep using the spray. Okay, on to tip number three. So tip number three is to give your kids' teachers a brief um, getting-to-know-you teacher survey. Um, so what this is, is, and I actually, in the show notes below, I have a link. I, I did the work for you. I have a pretty printable that you can just print out and you can hand to your kids' teachers. When I first started doing that, I probably first started doing this, I want to say when my oldest was in kindergarten because I... <laughs> My my kids did not go to daycare. They only went to one year of preschool or my oldest only went to one year of preschool. And I didn't know until she was in kindergarten, like how, like, I didn't know all of the teacher gift things, like, you know, like teacher week and all of that. But I also just found myself throughout the year wanting to like show my appreciation to her teacher. And I was like, I just feel like I constantly see on social media teachers that are like that joke about always receiving like coffee mugs or like tumblers or things like that or candles that they're like, okay, adding it to the collection. Like, um, and I was like, ah, like that's kind of, that's kind of my like go-to also. And I don't want to just give them something that becomes clutter for them. I want it to be something that they actually like really appreciate. And that's like more customized or personalized to them who they are as a person. And so I decided to do this survey because actually a follower on Instagram DM'd me when I was like uh, expressing this like confusion or frustration about like, what do teachers want? Um, and I was finding that I was getting completely different types of replies in my DMs. Like teachers were saying like, please just do gift cards. Like that's all we want is gift cards. And then the next teacher's like, just anything but gift cards. Like I hate gift cards. And so I was like, oh shoot. So like not even teachers agree on this, which is understandable because teachers are human and humans are different from each other, right? And so so I started trying to figure out all of the different things that I if I wanted to like learn how to personalize gifts for someone that I don't have any like personal real connection to, what are questions I can ask? So I googled like personalized gifts at first and then I started just being like, okay, what are like, what are different things that they could want? They could maybe want gift cards to restaurants. They could maybe want specific types of foods. They could maybe want like thinking through all of the ideas that they maybe want and also combining that with all of the DMs that I was getting from different teachers about what they want. 
And I came up with this teacher survey that basically like is a getting to know that teacher survey. So it's like their favorite color, their favorite flower, like their favorite like quick serve restaurant, their favorite sit down restaurant, where they like to shop for themselves, where they like to shop for when they need to buy supplies for teaching. What other things? What do they like to do in their free time? When is their birthday? So just all of those types of things. And it has been amazing to have because now I have like a full like cheat sheet on what they actually like and want more of when they are getting gifts. And so if there's ever a time where like, for example, last year, Miss Nine was having, um, you know, was needing some extra help with a specific specific part of math. And her teacher was like really like going above and beyond and helping her to make sure that she stayed caught up and all of that. And so I wanted to like do something for her. And so I had a list of everything she loved and I was able to get her a gift that I knew that she would actually really love, use and and appreciate, right? And so it's been really helpful. I know that every um, fall or every end of summer, I post about this on Instagram. And last year, for whatever reason, last summer, people were angry on Instagram. But um, I got a lot of DMs that were like, you're just making more work for the teacher. And so I posted, like I posted in stories and I was like, am I? Because I that's the last thing I want to do. Teachers are overworked um, and underappreciated as it is. And I don't want to add that to their plate. So like, I put a poll up. I asked for feedback from teachers and like the overwhelming, overwhelming answer was that absolutely not. This is not more work. This is like if I got this from a parent, I would feel so loved. Like I would cry if a parent took the time to even care about what I would like. And so I think that it has just been something that's been really helpful for me um, and for all of the people who did download the teacher survey last year. One thing I will say is that several people had the suggestion that their PTA has these, not mine, but like has um, teacher surveys on hand, like in the office, like they have every teacher in the school. And I'm actually going to ha- um, bring that to my kid's school this year to see if that's something that we can do. But basically, like every teacher puts theirs in a binder in the office. So like you can always like go into the office and check, or I think some of them even said they had it like online. Um, so parents could always just check that list whenever they were wanting to do something for the teacher. Another thing I want to mention about this is please don't forget other people that work in the school. So front desk staff and uh, the custodial staff and the lunchroom staff and like all of those types of positions in schools, I think, get overlooked so often, um, especially because they don't necessarily have as much like direct um, interaction with your kids. But I know that it, and it doesn't have to be something expensive, but even just a note, even just a handwritten note to think the people that work in your kid's school goes a really long way, especially with the political climate of schools over the last couple of years. And we all know that a lot of teachers are leaving teaching. And um, I think that it just a little bit goes a really long way. And that's another thing that teachers told me is that you don't have to buy me things. Like if you just wrote me a note telling me what, like that I was helping their kid, that means a lot. And they all said that that's something that they hold on to. Okay, this episode is getting really long and I know I like to keep it 20 minutes or less and we are over that, but I think we might just have to do a little bit longer episodes for the this three-part series because 
I don't want to cut out the good stuff. I want to make sure that I'm giving you everything, um, everything that I can. And I don't want to cut out, cut these out. I've already cut them down as much as I can, but just bear with me for a little bit longer episodes for this three-part series. Okay, I have two more tips for this episode. So the fourth tip is to be prepared the night before. And what I mean by that is just having all of your morning necessities like backpacks, shoes, um, lunch boxes, water bottles, your stuff too. So like if you work in an office, making sure that you have everything you need for the going into the office that day, in your bag by the door, your shoes by the door, everything that you need. If it's winter and it's cold, make sure hats and gloves and scarves and uh, snow boots are by the door. Just thinking through, thinking ahead to what do we need to be able to walk out the door in the morning and have it there ready to go because that is going to be way less chaotic when you're trying to find everything or remember everything that you need. This is also a good idea if you have like If your kids have library day on Thursdays or PE on Wednesdays, like making sure that on Tuesday night, their gym shoes are in their backpack for PE day, PE day the next day, or on Wednesday night, their library books they need to return are in their backpack for library day on Thursday. So just doing like, even if it's a mental checklist or if you can, even better if you can have an actual checklist that you can look at and make sure. But this, you guys, is a really, really good one if your kids are even like kindergarten or older to have them take ownership over it. Come Help them come up with the list for whatever specific, specific days need to be by the front door. But then that is their responsibility as part of their evening routine that you will need to help them get used to and help them do it for the first one, two, three, four weeks, but getting them in the habit of being prepared the night before. You guys, can you imagine, can you imagine the lifelong impact that will have on them in their mornings? Because if they make this a habit when they are kids, they will, they will make this a habit the rest of their lives and it will be something that will serve them forever to have less stressful and less chaotic mornings. Number five is to pack lunches the night before. Um, this is an interesting one that always is very controversial, apparently, because anytime I talk about it on here or on the, on Instagram, I get a lot of impassioned responses. My kids are almost 10 and almost seven. I have never had an issue with them complaining about food not tasting good if I pack it the night before, which seems to be the concern from a lot of people. So I pack lunches the night before and it just makes, again, the morning less chaotic. I make it into a enjoyable routine. And so there's a specific podcast I always listen to while I'm doing lunches the night before. This is typically, I either do it while I'm making dinner. So like, um, while the pizza is cooking in the oven, I'm making their lunches. Or if it's something where I just are like dinner is too crazy, like it's that time of night and kids are just bouncing off the walls or it's a more in-depth dinner where I'm really having to focus on it, then I will do it after the kids go to bed as just part of my evening routine. But this is something that just really, really, really is helpful. Um, and my husband and I split this. So a couple nights a week, he does it. A couple nights a week, I do it. And it just works really well to just have that done in the morning. That way we can just grab it out in the morning, toss it in the lunchbox with the ice packs, and they are good to go. 
And then they will already have their lunch note in there too. So that is one less thing to have to worry about in the morning. Okay, you guys, I hope these five tips are helpful for you. Um, I really like uh, kind of jumbled these up. There's no like specific order of like, you should do this first because it's going to be different. There's going to be different pain points for all of you. You're going to, some of you like feel already really prepared because you already do backpacks in by the door the night before, but maybe like the hair stuff basket <laughs> something that will be really helpful for you. So I kind of purposely like did a very broad, um, like I, I mixed these up a lot. So I just want you to know that they are not in specific order of how important or impactful I think they are. They are just all things that have helped me and have helped the students in my program throughout the last few years as I've kind of tweaked and optimized our school organization systems. And so let me know on Instagram, if you listen to this episode, if you just put a story of where you're listening to it and tag me, you guys, that's like one of my favorite things to be tagged in because it's just like kind of surreal to see you actually listening because I just talk into this well, I used to talk into the computer. Now I'm going to talk into this microphone and I'm like, is anybody listening? Um, so DMs telling me what is like a good takeaway for you or in your stories and tagging me. It's so much fun for me to see. Um, and be sure to check out that giveaway in the form in the show notes. Be sure to tune in next week for part two of the back to school tips series. Thanks for hanging out and listening to the Decluttered Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could write a review or share this episode with a friend or your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at the.decluttered.mom and send me a DM to say hi. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. I hope you'll come back next week and hang out with us again.